Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomian Temper and Temporality Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 14. The Wedding The Professor and Astrid were seated in a cramped carriage. Thin curtains had been drawn across the windows, but did little to block the midday sun illuminating the interior. So this Ravel fellow's trying to stop Jane writing a load of books? Astrid surmised. It would be truer to say he's trying to steal them, clarified the Professor. He's created a copy of the history in which she wrote them, and now he's trying to replace it with a different timeline of events. So the rest of the world ends up never hearing of this Jane Austen woman, but he can copy the stories and pretend he wrote them. Yes, the professor sighed, and whilst he fancies himself as something of an expert in the practice, he needs to create multiple versions of the new timeline to increase his chances of one of them sticking, which is about to happen when he marries your Jane, and then the fog evaporates. The other Jane's lives disappear and history has changed. The professor wearily leant her head back against the wall of the carriage. So what do we do? asked Astrid, leaning forward. We wait, the professor said quietly. Six, five, four. As she counted, footsteps crunching on gravel faded into earshot, matching the rhythm of her countdown. Three, two, one, and... On cue... The door to the carriage opened, and Raleigh stood in the doorway, flanked by two more of Ravel's avatars, with scarves over their mouths to mask their duplicity. "'Now there's a frowny face,' tutted the professor. "'What's the matter, squire? She left you already?' Raleigh's face was indeed a study of thunder. He glared at his two prisoners. "'It would appear the witnesses I had enlisted for the ceremony have absconded,' he muttered the humiliation of a plan gone awry weighing heavily on his temper. "'Need us to lend a hand?' the professor smiled. "'Can't have two of your doppelgangers here to help you out. That would most definitely spook the bride-to-be.' "'You will follow me into the church, and you will not try to delay the inevitable.' "'Don't see why we shouldn't,' Astrid batted back. "'If you scupper my plan, I will have to renew my efforts in another timeline. "'It will be a setback.' but it will not be any form of victory on your part. It will, however, be the last thing you do. He pulled a pistol from inside his coat and aimed it at the professor. Oh, poor Revelle, the professor mockingly groaned. Can't get rid of his hostages because he's too impatient to finish his plan, and he can't trust them either. Poor, poor Revelle. Get out here, he ordered, standing aside to let them exit the carriage and putting the pistol back in his coat. The professor clambered out into the sunshine and lifted her hat, ruffling her hair before plonking it back down again. Astrid stretched her arms and looked around at their surroundings. Wherever it was, it was remote. Only the small church building and a road leading up to it stood out, circled by fields and smatterings of trees. Nice day for it, the professor smiled. Is the blushing bride waiting for you? Raleigh could not look at her, his jaw grinding in annoyance. He walked past her and headed for the church, his two associates stepping towards the professor and Astrid to prompt them to follow. The interior of the church was unremarkable. 
worn wooden pews facing a simple altar, and a door leading to the vestry off to one side. Jane Bigwither, soon to be Jane Raleigh, was waiting with a priest, but no other guests were in attendance. Jane's eyes widened as she saw the two witnesses following her groom into the church. "'Why, Professor, what a marvellous surprise!' Jane beamed, and the Professor reciprocated warmly. "'Oh, I know you'll think this a hasty match, but I promise you I am quite certain it is the right thing to do.' "'I wouldn't miss it for the world, dear heart,' the Professor said in a hushed voice. She glanced over at Raleigh, then stood with Astrid before the front pews. "'No sign of Cassandra?' the Professor asked. Raleigh's face tightened, and a vein twitched in his neck. "'Alas, she has been taken ill with a cold,' Jane replied with a hint of sadness. "'But she wishes me well.' "'Quite right,' the Professor smiled. "'Shall we begin?' the elderly priest asked of the couple. Jane and Raleigh looked to one another and nodded, turning their backs on the witnesses to face the priest. Astrid looked worriedly at the Professor, hoping that she had a plan to stop the service. The Professor watched Raleigh, unblinking. "'Dearly beloved,' the priest began, "'we are gathered together here in the sight of God and in the face of this congregation to join together this man and this woman in holy matrimony. As the service continued, the professor slowly reached into her pocket. To Astrid's astonishment, she produced a shining slate identical to the one now lying in pieces in the field in which they'd been captured. Responding to the professor's touch, the glass surface lit up and a peculiar map presented itself. Islands of gold, surrounded by a complex purple river. Astrid watched the professor's fingers dance across the surface of the map, each tap creating lists of words from which she would highlight one or two before generating another set of options. She could not read most of the words, but then a box appeared over the map bearing three words written in red. Terminate Nexus. Confirm, it read. In the instant the words materialised, Raleigh's neck twitched. He knew something was wrong. He moved his head as slightly as he could towards the professor, whose finger hovered over the word confirm. Astrid saw that tears were forming in her eyes. She looked from the map to her young friend. Therefore, if any man can show any just cause, the priest continued, why they may not lawfully be joined together, let him now speak, or else hereafter forever hold his peace. I'm so sorry, Astrid, the professor whispered. But before she could tap the glass screen, a cry was heard from the door of the church. He may not speak, but she certainly will. Everyone turned. Raleigh hissed with rage. His bride-to-be gasped, the priest fainted, and the professor and Astrid grinned. Stood before them was Jane Camberwell, her dress splattered with mud and a determined look upon her face. Who? However, I... Jane Bigwither trembled. Raleigh took her by the shoulders and forced her to face him. My darling, you mustn't be frightened. She... she's... Can't think of a story, Editor Rivelle, the professor teased. She... she... perhaps you had a twin sister you never knew of, or... or by some quirk of nature you... Gothic nonsense, Jane Camberwell scoffed. Her double gazed upon her. Is this some trick? Some dreadful hoax played upon me. Jane, Jane, I'm so sorry, 
the professor said softly as she placed her hand on her friend's arm. You have been deceived, but the one responsible is... Silence! Raleigh screamed, a fierce panting heaving his shoulders as his anger surged out of him. He looked to Jane Camberwell. It's impossible! You can't be here! You can't cross through the gateways! That fog of yours? It seemed to excite this contraption, rather. She took from her pocket the professor's chronometer. Time travel technology, the professor grinned. The key to the gateway. I must apologise that your likenesses outside have come over rather groggy, said Jane Camberwell to Raleigh. Terrible headache, not unlike your witnesses. Raleigh said nothing, but screamed in incandescent fury, sweeping the candlesticks and sacraments from the altar. Jane Bigwither was transfixed by her double. The professor tried to comfort her. Jane, we must get away from here. I have much to explain to you, but we should leave Mr. Raleigh to his tantrum. With that, Raleigh pulled the pistol out of his coat and aimed it at the professor. Meddling, Harridan! he screamed. What right have you, you primitive, dawdling little tourist, to interfere in my work? I have every right to stop injustice, to stop greed, to stop cruelty, the professor spat, her own anger churning inside her. She stepped forward and let Raleigh raise the barrel of the gun so that it pointed directly at her forehead. Prof, Astrid called out. You dare to treat a human being like a toy a hundred lifetimes over and then accuse me of meddling, the professor raged. You demean and belittle this woman time and time again and send her running into your arms and you dare to be angry with me. Professor, Astrid cried. Not now, Astrid, snapped the professor. But as she turned to admonish her friend, she saw why she had called in the first place. The two Janes were slowly moving towards one another, each with a hand outstretched, ready to touch the fingertips of the other. No! cried the professor and Raleigh together, before an explosion of silver fog erupted and engulfed them all. Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, Temper and Temporality, an Unbound Theatre production, written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod. <laughs>